So welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. And today we're lucky we have Neil Slater with us. And Neil is someone that I had back in my youth groups ages ago. I've got to say that even though you're not supposed to have favorites, Neil was always one of my favorites in youth group. Which is saying a lot because both my kids were in youth group. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was in that youth group. <laughs> but Neil was always in youth group when we needed to settle down. He was like almost always the first one to settle down because he was respectful. And he was also smart and kind and just added to an atmosphere of respect. Now, I have no idea what he said when I wasn't looking. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel like he was, he's, was and is a real genuine guy. Like I said, he was one of my favorites then. He's one of my favorite people now. Um, I remember at uh, Foster Old Home Days, which is a fair, and Neil just appeared and I was busy doing something, but he came right over and gave me one of the best hugs I've had in the last year. And it's just that kind of person just really touches my heart. And so we're honored and glad to have Neil with us. Yeah. Such a nice intro for yeah. Neil. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was thinking while you said it that Neil is one of the few people in my life that um, bridges like both sides of my family. Because I feel like right. if like I know how much Neil loves you, and I also know that he loves Matt Black. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Neil, we're so happy that you're here. Well, thank you for having me. If you can just give us like a quick uh, insight into what's happening in your life now. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I live in Gloucester, Rhode Island, and I work for a medical device manufacturer in Smithfield. So my life kind of revolves in a, you know, a five square mile sort of <laughs> area. I live with my wife and my dog and life's, you know, life's pretty good considering, you know, it's uh, considering the, the state of things right now. It's, we just bought our house in October and we moved in and we're still kind of getting things squared away, painting and doing projects here and there. So that's kind of what's been keeping me busy. Cool. So yeah, we want to hear a bit about your spiritual journey. Obviously, Dad and I were kind of parts of it and parts of it here and there. But I think there's a lot that I'm excited to learn. So if we can start kind of from the beginning, your feelings about God and spirituality and religion as a kid and what what you remember when you think back on that. Time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I it was I was born in 1986 so i i was the fourth generation at north foster baptist church you know um and at one at you know for an amount of time there were actually four generations of it was my great grandmother my grandmother my mother and myself all together at church every sunday you know um wow. and that was kind of like the, the like it was like the highlight of my week you know my my parents were divorced when i was you know, when I was six or I think I was six years old. And so my mom would pick me up every Wednesday and every weekend. And, you know, a lot of Wednesdays, we'd pick up my great grandmother and bring her to the to the restaurant down the street. And, and she was a, you know, a really big part of my life. And every Sunday, we'd sit in the same pew, 
with her and she always had these like big giant hats that she would wear with these flowers in them and and uh it was just my earliest memories of of kind of any sort of spirituality at all is sitting in the pew with my grandma my grandma Caldwell holding her hand and watching my grandmother sing in the choir and on the other side of me my mom was sitting next to me and you know just sitting there and and uh I think the first pastor I remember was Pastor Strong, and he was just, you know, it, I didn't really understand what was going on, but I knew that it was kind of something special, you know. It was something that we did every week, something that I looked forward to. I, I had some friends, and and uh, so that was kind of like my earliest memory of, of anything spiritual. My great-grandma was kind of like an old-school like Baptist, you know, she was like, uh, she just was like, I don't know. She, she was super sweet and super nice, but like I, for a long time, I just thought that she was a saint, you know? <laughs> and, and when I got a little bit older, I was looking through some pictures and there was this picture of her and she was in on the East side of Providence and she was, she had, she looked like a flapper. Like we were learned in school, you know? <laughs> And I asked her one day, I said, Grandma, were you a flapper when, when you were young? And, and she laughed. And, and like, she just had this kind of, I don't know, we had this relationship that, that she was, you know, she was, she was special to me. And so around the time that she died, which was in 2000, I had really started to kind of explore what it meant to be a Christian. And, and in that time, you know, you guys had moved to foster. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I had been involved with, with Sunday school and things like that. But but the, there were kind of two separate kind of clear differences. There was, there was like of youth groups. And the first one was like when I was in middle school and there was just a mass of kids at North Foster Baptist Church. And there were two youth groups, one for younger and one for older. And I just like, it was... Like my I, my mom talks about those days, and she was just like Bob Hollis had that place roaring. Bob <laughs> Hollis had that place roaring, and like it was, it was really like, like there were so many people that we had to set up chairs in the back because there weren't enough, there weren't enough pews, you know. And and in those days, I just felt so good and so comfortable in 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 that environment and with people that were almost in my mind, they were like legendary, you know what I mean? Like they were like these legendary people that my mom and my grandmother knew. And that like, you know, when, like, for example, uh, there was a bridge in Foster that some kids had burned down. And I remember delivering sandwiches to the people rebuilding the bridge. And to my surprise, like a lot of them were guys I knew, you know, they were, they were people from my church. And I, and I really thought that that was like, something pretty amazing and and like just being around um like just i don't know it's just it it felt good and it felt right and it felt like that i was a part of something mm. and the community behind the church was was so special and it really drew me into wanting to be part of a church not just as like a community but but spiritually you know yeah and i think the youth group really helped me to explore that yeah i remember that i remember i mean i was there right yeah right <laughs> like I, I feel the same there was like a magic in those youth yeah. groups that was just 
that camaraderie and that yeah there was something really special there yeah I wonder I mean do you feel like that like you're saying like it felt comfortable and safe like did you equate that at that time to God or was it because I think for me it was really just about the relationships like it didn't occur to me that God may have been a part of that uh I think for me there was this aspect of um God being behind it all you know um and it really it it really kind of I I remember sitting in the back of the church and I don't I don't remember if it was Pastor Bedard, who was the interim pastor before yep. you guys moved to Foster, or if it was if it was you, but I remember having this discussion about the Trinity, huh. and when and I was young, you know, it was it was this kind of like sort of like this high level conversation for a young person to have, you know, and 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 yeah. like it pushed kind of like my boundaries. Because it had never been explained to me before. I've heard it. I heard it. We used to sing, you know, glory be to the Father. <laughs> and I, as a side note, I used to think it was so cool that we called it the Holy Ghost because <laughs> it was, because like I, my whole family, like besides my mom and my, and my grandmothers, they were all Catholic. My dad was Catholic. My step, my stepmother was Catholic. My, you know, my stepsister, my half brother like everyone else, my, my dad's family, you know, everybody else was Catholic. And so when there were Catholic, you know, when people had their first communions or whatever, I would go. And so it was so interesting to go to this plain little tiny church with no stained glass windows. And, (laughs) and like, it wasn't, it was very kind of simple. And then to go to these big gigantic, like ornate, beautiful Catholic churches that were, you know, the church that North Foster Baptist church was a beautiful church in its, in its way, but it was very different from a Catholic church. And also the things that you do in the Catholic church kind of felt different to me too. They weren't as, for me, they weren't as personal, you know, like I almost felt like I was going through the motions when I went, you know, if I had to go to church with my dad and my stepmom for something like it felt, it had this kind of, sort of difference for me. And so, um, you know, I, I had those experiences and I really kind of the, the, the Trinity part of it, I had never really thought about. And, and it like, that was something where like, I thought you you think about God and Jesus, but are they were like up until that point, I didn't realize that they were kind of the same they were the one in the same one was God on earth and one was God, but then you have this Holy spirit or Holy ghost. And, and, and as a kid, it just, it, I didn't, it, I couldn't understand it. And, and, and we had that conversation and, and something clicked in me about the Holy spirit, you know, and, and like the Holy spirit being the thing that I kind of felt as this community in my church, you know, like this Holy spirit was sort of like, like if if God is God and Jesus is you know God in human form or God incarnate, like is the Holy Spirit kind of like the mechanism or like the blanket that covers the the, the church, like the community, and that's kind of how I saw it, and that's how I kind of you know to answer your question, that's how I kind of saw 
the entirety of what church was about for me was like this spirit. Yeah, that that was what the what it was for me. God was was behind it as sort of the spirit, as the spirit of everything we were doing together. You know, it, that is so cool. Like I love that. I I just love that. Like that's the part of the trinity that you really connected to and that you connected to it in that way i don't know i mean dad that must i mean obviously that's theologically correct but for me the holy spirit i'm always thinking of it as like the still small voice but it's also another function of the holy spirit is the connection between people and not only people but also creation yeah 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 that's really cool so everything is kind of going well and you're in youth group and you're connecting to the people and like new spiritual ideas are kind of coming up for you. So does it continue in that vein? Like as you kind of start going into high school and maybe pushing back a little yeah. or is it, does it stay smooth so for you? high school, high school for me was, uh, you know, one of the things that happened to me around that time was I got a job and the job required me to work on Sundays. Um, I worked at, at a, at a restaurant in, in Foster and I flipped pancakes. And, you know, the reason I was working was to save for college. And that was very sort of something that was very clear from my, from my dad really was, you know, you got to start working and saving for school. Um, and so that's kind of what I did. And, and for a few years, um, I, I just, it, I didn't, I, there was, I, we were, I was kind of like in between youth groups and I didn't go to church and it was something that was missing from my life for sure. Um, and in that time I kind of drifted away from that sort of spirit feeling that, and, um, and and one day I think I, I don't know if it was you Amy that I I don't I don't know if it was at school or if it was where it was but you you know you said hey to me and we we got to talking and you said you know you should come to youth group and I said well I don't go to I'm, I haven't been at church in like a year and a half or two years like I don't you know and you said no I, I think you should totally just come and just so on a Sunday night I showed up to youth group again you know and this time it wasn't you know it wasn't a ton of people. There were just a few of us, you know? Mm. Um, Namely me, you and Jim Davis. Yep. Me, you, Jim Davis and Taylor (laughs) Dillon. Taylor? Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Did we play the clothesbin game that night? Oh God, I don't, I don't Where we ran around and had to stick clothespins on each other. I think we did. (laughs) Very possible. It's very possible. I mean, there were so many, and that was, I mean, I, when I tell you that I didn't do anything besides go to school, work, and I played baseball. Um, right. But but I, like, son, I lived for Sunday nights. I really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it wasn't, it was not just because we played games and I saw my friends, but because it was an, it was kind of like this reinsertion of, something that had been missing in my life, you know? Um, nice. And that was, that was something. And, and my spiritual growth in that time was, you know, exponential. I mean, it, for me, um, you know, by the time I was ready to ship off to college, 
I thought that I was just this brick wall. Like I just thought that I had, you know, like I was just, I had the, you know, I had this sort of experience and I said, I have these, these people that I've, that are, that are kind of, we're all kind of on the same wavelength and I'm going to school in New Hampshire, but I'm going to bring this feeling with me. Um, and I, and I didn't, (laughs) you know, (laughs) spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I don't remember. Did you get baptized before you went? To yes, college? I did. Yes. So that was, that was in 2001, in the summer of 2001. And um, I remember I was in the weight room lifting weights um, before football season started. And Pastor Bob was, was, we were doing our classes at the weight room. And then afterwards we'd go out to dinner um, and talk and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I just remember sitting there lifting weights and talking about my spirituality and I'm, and it kind of felt like I was squeezing like this, like squeezing like a fruit or something, like getting something out of me, like pushing the weights and, and talking about these things where it was a very interesting way of, of, uh, you know, it was almost meditative. I, I would say like, it was, you know, like you're, you know, you're, at a certain point in time, lifting weights, if you're doing it enough, feels great. Yeah. You know, it releases endorphins and, and like talking about all these things and um, exploring kind of like abstract ideas and, and, and at the same time, like working on making your body better. It was like, it was a really great experience. And, and, uh, you know, I'll never forget those times and, and the, and my, you know, I wanted to get baptized in, in, at the grass farm. And that's kind of where we had vacation Bible camp. And it was where my mom was baptized. And, and that was a very special, a very special thing for me, because not only was it, you know, that, that kind of capped the culmination of what I had experienced in, in my middle school and early high school days. Mm. And, and it was, um, you know, I, my grandmother had died. My great grandmother had died like a less than a year before that. And I know that, you know, I felt her there Mm. with me, you know, Mm. I really did. And, and, um, it was, it was a very special experience. Um, but I've had the, (laughs) that, that said, like almost immediately after that, I, got a job, you know, I got a job. I was in the 10th grade and, and I got a job and that kind of, that really rapidly fell away. That Mm. whole feeling and the whole, even the, even like the reasoning behind it. It's like, it's like the world hit me in the face, you know? Um, (laughs) And, and, and it wasn't until I had that conversation with you, Amy, about, about youth group that I, you know, that I, I, I didn't, I didn't kind of take care of myself spiritually for, for a while. And as a, as a kid, those years are, are important. You're, you're forming your, your ideas and, but, but I have to say that, you know, my, my throughout high school, I, I felt like I had a really strong connection to God and, and to, and, and again, through not so much the community as like a North Foster Baptist church, like community kind of like I had, but community with, with 
a few people that that I that kind of had an understanding between each other and we could talk about things that would stretch ourselves to the max mm. with with you know talking about spirituality and 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 we kind of wrapped off each other you know and that was a really good a really special time too wow so then you were saying like you uh, before we backtracked to the um baptism so you were like this strong christian with your i'm picturing you with like a chest plate you know? like, <laughs> well that's how i felt you know yeah going off to college to like <laughs> bring down the demons you know right and uh, so then how did how did that go for you you know it um my freshman year of college i i have this memory of my my roommate freshman year who was my roommate every other year and he's one of my best friends but uh, the, you know, it was like the first or second night we were there. Um, he, we had a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people in our room and he brought in a case of beer and I got up and walked out (laughs) (laughs) and and I I went and I walked around campus for 35 minutes thinking that they were going to drink it all and I would come back and it would be gone. You know, I didn't want to say like, oh, yeah, but I was just like, I was like almost like, I didn't know what to do. I, I wasn't like mortified that that I knew that that kind of stuff was going to happen, but I had never been around anything like that. You know, I had never, and, and the college I went to was just full of, of people from like Boston Metro who like the, in my experience, like the, my roommate and all of my friends freshman year who I'm, I'm still friends with now where, you know, they were, uh, they were kind of like, um, they were just animals. Like they were just party animals, you know, they just, and, and, and it's, it was my very first time having my own sort of freedom. Like I was in New Hampshire out of Rhode Island and away from, from my parents for the first time really in my life, except for one week I went to, to summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> like That was kind of, that was kind of the first, my first taste of, of, being self-sufficient and having, making my own decisions really, you know, um, as far as what I'm going to do with myself. And so that, you know, but over time, and I say over time, probably within the next few weeks after that happened, I kind of came to this realization that, that, you know, there's, there's this whole other aspect of life that I haven't explored, you know? Mm. And it, and it, and it wasn't, it didn't really have any, like my mind wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't about spirituality or being a good person or, or doing the right thing. It was, my mind quickly shifted to what's this about? What's that about? What does it feel like to consume lots of alcohol? What does it, you know, like it, and, and I, you know, my college is in the middle of nowhere kind of like where I grew up and, and you have to kind of make your own fun up, you know? And so there was just a lot of, a lot of partying and a lot of, um, there was a lot of, of, of trial and error and growth that I did during that time that was very valuable, but also, um, you know, it, (laughs) thinking back on it, 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 you you know, it, it wasn't the best thing I've ever done. (laughs) You know, so um, 
at the end of my freshman year, I was kind of, again, searching. And I know you've um, thrown the term, like, uh, in this podcast, searcher, you know? Yeah. Um, that rang a bell when I first heard that from from you because I I really kind of identified with that. Um, and I, I was searching again. I was saying this is not this isn't exactly what I want for myself. I had a lot of fun and I had a lot of problems and I had a lot of good and bad, but, but I was searching and it popped into my head that one week of summer camp that I had was, I had great memories of it. And, and uh, I said, I wonder if, if, if camp canonicus actually is still around. Like I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, you know? And I went on the website and they were looking for summer staff. And I said, you know something like, I think that this would be, be good for me in, in spiritually, but also like, it, it sounds like a really, really great thing to do for the summer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, m- the summer after my freshman year camp canonicus <laughs> really shifted my gears for me, you know, like I went from, from, from one type of, living directly to another. And, and I mean that in, in spirituality, like I didn't, I d- didn't think about God for an entire school year, wow. you know, not once, not once. And you never, you never thought like, like, do they have a spiritual like campus life and stuff at that college? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. They, they, they did. And I actually went, um, when I, f- when I first went there, I went and, and it wasn't, I was, believe it or not, uh, I was shy. Like I just, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anybody and, and everybody kind of had that, you know, um, there, it, it, it felt different. It just, it didn't, it didn't feel like something that I was, was going to get into, yeah. you know, I, yeah. you weren't I just, there were generations there. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That familiarity, yeah. And that's and that's the thing. Like I live in Gloucester, Rhode Island right now, which is one town over from the town I grew up in. <laughs> and I kinda knew that my whole life. Like my whole life I said, I want to live in Gloucester, you know? And I ended up landing in Gloucester, which is you know which might as well be the moon for fifteen year old Neil, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. So you go yeah, so you go the whole year without thinking about God, then plunk you're in a Christian camp for yep. the summer. Yeah. Just as we all three of us know, because we've all been camp staff, completely all consuming. Oh, yeah. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea. And it was great. It was great because it was a place, a, like, it was the first time I had felt like um, I was on that wavelength again mm. that I had in youth group, you know. The, I walked, I, I got out, of, my mom dropped me off, you know. Uh, at that time, I didn't have a car yet, so... Um, my mom dropped me off and, and I had no idea where to go. And I saw somebody in the parking lot, um, who turned out to be a, a, one of my, you know, one, a great friend and, yeah. and everybody I work with turned, they, they, like, it's a, I saw somebody in the parking lot and he took me under his wing immediately <laughs> and like brought me into shop into the dining hall there. And, and, uh, they were there and waiting and, the staff got together and the first thing we did was started singing. Like we learned some songs. They passed out a songbook, and I was like, 
what is this? Like, <laughs> I thought I was going to be playing soccer or, or teaching kids like how to tie knots. Like, what are we, we're singing songs. And, and it was just a complete sort of, um, you know, I, they, the term that, that comes to mind is like baptism by fire. And I think it's appropriate because it really was kind of like you're being submerged in, in this sort of energy that, um, that you can't, I, I, I've never, I don't think it can be replicated anywhere else, yeah. you know, except for Canonicus. Like it's, and that summer was one of the best summers of, of my life. And I ended up working at Canonicus for five summers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, and the, the thing is, is that, that Canonicus um, as, as a place where, you know, campers come and, and they do their own exploring. It's the same for staff, you know, Yeah, it's the same for staff. And it's, and, and that part of my life is this sort of, um, odyssey, (laughs) you know, it's five summers where all of my college friends were, were taking trips and going to like, you know, going to getting like cheap packages to go to Mexico or like to go to, wherever and like I nope can't go I'm at I'm at camp for the summer like I'm and I went back and forth for you know four years plus one extra summer after I graduated um going from college which is one sort of scenario to to camp which is the exactly opposite you know and I towards the end of my camp experience I started to kind of flesh out what I actually believe um as far as my spirituality goes and, and it, it took a lot of, of, of searching, you know, it took a lot of searching for me to come up with, with kind of how I feel about, about my spiritual life. And, and, you know, there was this one moment where, you know, the last two summers I worked at Canonicus, I was the overnight camp supervisor and we used to do this thing called catacombs, which was, it was for the senior high camp that we would, we would have a, a week where senior high age student um, campers would come and we, you know, our programming was a little bit different, you know, it was a little bit more mature. And so we'd have this time after our Thursday night campfire where we would um, kind of do a little bit of inward reflection and sort of sort of a little bit of I don't know in in a sense I guess it would be I would say it was meditative I mean I know you I know Amy you you were involved with with a catacombs once or yeah 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 I think it's definitely meditation I think our our kind of minds associate meditation just with eastern religions but I think meditation has a deep long history in Christianity too right yeah yeah yeah, and, and and I think when I was a, a counselor, catacombs was kind of like this, this, there like at one point there was a live band, and there were all these screens up and kind of like these, uh, this video, um, it was almost like a music video playing in the background with imagery and, and it was like this big deal that it was like catacombs and there would be this band and they were a Christian rock band, a local one. And they would talk about, you know, um, 
you know, talk, they would talk about the catacombs and they would say, you know, the early Christians would, were forced to go down into these burial, mass burial chambers, these areas that nobody wanted to hang around in. Like, you know, thieves used to hang out down there and, and it was dangerous and there were rats and bones and, and corpses and, and it wasn't a very nice place, but it was really the only place that they could go to, to worship um in you know in during the the roman empire and and um you know that kind of translates into many you can take that and translate that situation into many many things for you know teenagers um but one of the things that really struck me was that that you know we're in this camp and we're all together and it's okay to to it's really okay to express how you feel about God or how you feel about, about anything. And then you go back into the world and you have to hide, you know, a lot of teens feel like they have to hide. And, um, and so when I, when I, when it kind of fell into my lap, I changed it up a little bit and we went out into the outdoor chapel um, at night and put, and put up like a thousand little tea light candles out in the outdoor chapel and, nice. and just like really brought it back to basics. And, and the first year I did that, it was, it was like this amazing, it was, it affected me. Like I was, you know, sometimes it's hard when you're facilitating something to, to have the same right. feelings, you know, but it really was a special thing. And I kind of carried that away into my life in that I wanted to do it again the year, the summer after. And it, at, at the time it, because I, and in retrospect, I don't feel this way, but at the time it felt like the, the whole um, ceremony had kind of been um, sort of taken in a direction that I, that I didn't intend for it to go. Um, and, and for me at the time I was saying like, no, this isn't the feeling that, that I had. And there were some, some staff members who kind of, who wanted to see things done a different way. And it was kind of like this, you know, you get this kind of turmoil between people and camp and I, with ideas. And, and so at the time I, I had, I told my boss at the time who was, Liz, I said, Liz, can you close this up for me? I'm, I'm going to take off. And I left in the middle of it. Mm. And I, and I said, I don't, I, you know, it was a time where I had been going back and forth and, and like asking myself what I really believe. And that summer had been extra hard because I had started to feel like all of the feelings that I had as a kid and, and had gone back and forth and back and forth. I felt like kind of like a rag doll and I didn't know what, what I believed anymore. And, um, I sat out on the bridge and Matt Black came walking by and he said, he said, Hey Neil, I thought you were, I thought you were in catacombs. And I said, (laughs) I said, yeah, I was, but I left and he just, he didn't say anything. He just said, yeah, I don't really go to those things either. And he kept, and he said, you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm good. And he said, okay. And he kept walking and I looked, and I looked out over Lake Adams and I was like, it's okay. To, to, to like not be like it's okay for things to go not the way you expected you know what I mean like it's okay for, yeah. for you know wow. it's okay and it's it doesn't mean that 
it doesn't mean that you're a failure or a bad person or that you're um that you what you believe doesn't matter because it doesn't fit into to to the what's going on in the moment or you know and that's and and that really kind of set me off on a new sort of quest which is still going on in my life right now i don't i i wouldn't call myself a christian now i wouldn't i do believe in in something in something more but but in my time now i feel like i feel god the most in in times of silence you know like if i'm just out in the woods and i'm listening to to nature or I go on a canoe trip every year and, and one night I woke up in the middle of the night just wide awake and I could hear the wind coming from really, really far away and it hadn't hit our campsite yet, but I could hear the wind coming and it came faster and faster and faster. And as it came to my tent, it was like this big burst of wind and then I could hear it go by. It was like a freight train, you know? And it was like this, almost this, like it was almost as if like, I don't know, like it was, I could feel something in that moment that I used to feel sitting and holding my grandmother's hand in church, you know, like it was, and that's Mm. kind of where, that's kind of where I am. Like I, I taught environmental science for a while when I got out of college at Alton Jones and out there, it, I was away from everybody. I lived like out in the woods over there and for two years and, and learned a lot about myself and a lot about, a lot about that spirit. And I, and it goes back to that kind of, you know, the Holy ghost or the Holy spirit, like to me, the Holy spirit and, and that aspect of the Trinity is really the one that rings the bell for me. You know, it's, uh, Mm. it's, it's, um, it's interesting. And, 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 and like my, my wife, her father's family is Jewish and we've been celebrating Passover and um, Hanukkah and, and those ring bells with me too, because they, you know, like Passover is unlike anything I've ever experienced in, in Christianity. You know, you're reading, you're reading the Haggadah, which is, which is, you know, ancient, you know, it's this thing that people have been doing for, for, and and it's so, it's so, um, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's like an experience that where, where you share something together, even when you're just reading out of a book, like it, it's, it felt, it feels kind of like singing a hymn, like an old hymn, you know, like, or, um, I don't know, like those experiences are very rooted for me in people. And, yeah. and that's where I see God the most, I think, in, in these days is, is in, in the people around me. And, and uh, it's really changed kind of the way I operate, you know. Mm. Oh, I love that. It's like so nice. And of course, like, like these ancient traditions of Judaism are so fitting to you because you, you love like history and tradition yeah. and like that is so cool that that something that your marriage has brought you. Yeah, and 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 right. you know Maggie's, she's not religious in any way, shape, or form. But it's important to her that that we celebrate these things, you know. And when we have kids, 
we're going to do the same. You know, we're going to pass these traditions on because they're important. They're just as important as bringing sandwiches to to the people rebuilding the bridges or, <laughs> or, you know, uh, you know, I, I remember in the, the last podcast I listened to, you were talking about the, the, um, when we were all in the back of the church and I forget what it was called. Yeah, like the guided images. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember that specifically because it was so, it was like, we came into youth group and usually Jim Davis and I were just like, where's the nearest ball and where can we throw it? That would make our warm up, you know? Yeah. And, How can we tease the girls today? Yeah. Yeah. Really. It was, it was just like, and, and it was so different. It's like, it's like, come in, sit down. We're going to do something a little different. And it, and it really was that I remember that lantern, that the feeling. And as I'm, you know, I was driving when I was listening to that and I could feel that, that like that brightness in my chest when you were talking about it i really could you know um and it's you know there's something for me in 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 the spirit you know and i don't know Mm. if christianity is that something but i do know that there are things about about my time in being involved in church and like there are things that I'm missing in my life, which one of them is community, you know, mm. and community is this is really mm. a part of that spirit for me, you know, and that my memories, even when people were, there were, you know, at, not, not everybody was always nice to each other at church, you know, there were, <laughs> there were feuds just like every place, but like everybody, really? yeah, right? <laughs> who would have thought, but like, like there were, absolutely like there were those things but everybody came on sunday and sat down and yeah. and we worshiped together you know yeah. and yeah. whether whether yeah. you're you're the things that were going on in the during the week or the fights you had or whatever in the end it's like every sunday we sat down together and worshiped together you know and like yeah. people people woke up extra early on easter sunday to go out to dr spencer's pond and, and do the sunrise mm-hmm. service and and like that that's like that thing Amy was saying. It's like, it, there was some kind of magic to it. You know, it felt like that. It felt like, and that's, that's, yeah. that's really the thing that's rung true for me is that's the, that's the spirit. Nice. So how will you foster that in your children? That's hard. <laughs> that's going to be hard because it was something that was, you know, like, like you, you said of, of your, shaker him shaker him yeah you know it was a seed in a bulb there is right and in the in the apple seed there's an apple tree right like that's yep that is that is exactly you know if you were to ask me when i was 10 years old that question yeah um i don't know if i could wrap my head around having kids at that moment but i can i can tell you that i would have my answer would have been different my answer would have been well i'm gonna bring them to church I'm going to, I'm going to bring, I'm going to, I'm going to teach them the scripture. I'm going to do what I'm doing now. And that didn't necessarily work for me 100%. Right. Um, What, what I, what I can do is teach them the, you know, teach them the, the, 
benefit of community. Teach teach them how important it is to know who your neighbor is and to and to help people in need and to you know Maggie and I talk about it all the time for a while my friend my friend Bob was was um kind of running a a, a food pantry and yeah. we would I'd wake up early on Saturday mornings and go um to his church and like pass out canned goods and I have done that in a long time that's it's been like a year or, or even more since I've done that but when I was yeah. doing it I would you know, I drag myself out of bed and go and do it. And it felt so good, you know, and, and, and like it, it felt good and I was doing something good and that's important. Like doing, just doing things that benefit people other than yourself. Like there's also a benefit for yourself as well, you know, that you don't think about when you're dragging yourself out of bed on Saturday morning, like you're, you're not thinking about how is this going to affect me? How is this going to affect my children? Like I'm past, I'm, I'm just volunteering my, my idle time. But like, that is so important to a community, you know? And that's, yeah. and that's, and there are always going to be opportunities to do that always. And that's one of the nice. things that, that I can pass down to my children and I can pass down, the, you know, the Passover tradition and pass down, you know, all kinds of things. And nice. And do you, one thing that I'm finding so interesting listening to your story that I also felt with Andrews and that is helping me in accepting my own is that like your story is complicated and messy and doesn't follow like a linear line, you know, a linear line. That's whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You get my point. It's that, it's that not straight. And I think, I mean, you and I are nearly the same age, and I think it's taken me this long to be even semi-open about my journey, and because somehow I think that it doesn't look right, or people won't like it, or I'll be judged for it, Um, and yeah, it's just so interesting to hear yours, and how as I hear like the twists and turns, it just makes it so much more valuable like it just makes you so much more valuable and your ability to connect with others so much easier and I don't know it just it's been it's helping me to listen to you in accepting my own journey and understanding that it doesn't need to be cut and dry and I don't need to be fourth generation you know whatever and yeah dad is always telling me that like God has set my situation up the way he has because it he'll be able to use me in this way, you know? And I can definitely see and hear that in your story. Yeah, well, I mean, I can say the exact same thing that you just said about listening to your podcast, you know? Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not somebody that, I'm not going to get up and and go to church on Sunday, this Sunday. I know that, you know? I know that yeah. I'm not going to do that. And I know that when, when people talk about God, even even as a Christian, that 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 when one person when one Christian talks about God and to another, a lot of times you're talking about two different two different ideas of God, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that and there is no and there's no there's no cut and dry anything to it you know yeah. there is no cut and dry anything to it if if there is um 
I feel like that's that's a lot of luck that that you've had, and they're very fortunate mm. to have. But but even even still, I feel like maybe the fact that it's not cut and dry is is what can make your relationship, if you believe in God, stronger. But not yeah. only that, like it it if you don't believe in God it can make your relationship with others strong. It can make your relationship mm. with your children strong. Mm. Um, like things that happen to us, uh, a lot of times they, they can make us stronger and sometimes they, they beat us into the ground, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nothing's ever cut and dry. And that's, that's one of the things that I, that I, that I've learned over the years is that, you know, I spent, I spent five summers of my twenties, like ministering, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. like, I, like, and at, and at points in time, I, especially towards the end, I, a lot of times I felt like I was, I was lying when I, mm. when I ran oh. Bible study because I had, I was oh. given, you know, I was given this, this booklet and it says, this is what you teach on Monday. This is what you teach on Tuesday. Yeah. And I thought I was, and I felt like I was lying to myself and lying to these kids. And, oh. and that was a huge problem for me, you know, yeah, yeah. Was a huge problem for me. And, 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 and at the end, when I was sitting on that bridge and I was looking out at the stars, whatever it is that, that I believe, and I don't, I don't really, I, I don't know, you know, whatever, yeah. it is, whatever God is to me was was pushing me away from that you know it was saying it was saying you know what like that is definitely not what you want to do what you what you want to do and and i and i really felt a push away and for a long time i i thought that i was being pushed away from camp canonicus as a, in general but but i think it was really about i need to be pushed into a into an environment where i can really figure out what what I believe, you know, yeah. and that's, and I, and that's what I think camp should be. And that's what I think church should be. And, um, yeah. it's just, it's like right. an environment. It's an environment to, to, to really explore, you know, Yeah. Amen. I'm just glad that I could uh, come on and, and spend some time with you guys. Yeah. Well, we are glad too. And yeah. to me, the challenge, which is not going to be for me because I'm almost done with my with my religious leadership kind of thing. Um, but it's for that next generation to take people like you and Andrew and Amy who have something real, but it's not in the church. Yeah. <laughs> and figure out how to be able to celebrate community with people who have a wonderful individual relationship with God yeah. or with whatever yeah. they can call it, you know? Um, no, I mean, it's so true because like we, the world is missing out that like, you're not a minister, Neil, like you're, you would be such a minister. <laughs> I know how many, how many times your dad has said that to me. Like, I was like, <laughs> like 13 or 14 years old and he's like you sure you don't want to be a minister now you sure 
Run from it, Neil. Run, no. No, but I mean, it's really true. And so I think what you're yeah. saying, Dad, is right. Like, yeah. there needs to be a new paradigm. Like, there needs to be right. a new right. vision of what minister can be right. in our modern society. Because, like, your ability to hear, yeah. your ability to verbalize your feelings and your thoughts, like, that's yeah. what people who are seeking spiritually need. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask Neil, I don't know if you had any like recommendations or resources of things that have helped you on your path that you would. Yeah, offer. so I did actually read a, a a pretty difficult book to read. I actually found out that I'm a direct descendant of Roger Williams on both my mom uh-huh. and my dad's side. I, I actually uh, read, it's called A Key to the Language of America um, oh. by Roger Williams. Wow. But it's an amazing, amazing book if you can get through it and and really what it is is a a testament to how different Roger Williams was and how he yeah. in the face of even death potentially how he kind of showed that there there were this there were these group of people that the kind of the world thought one way about and he took it upon himself to live with them and document their language and document everything yeah. about their culture from what they eat to what they and it's and it's incredible. It's an incredible, he was so far ahead of his time. And it makes me, um, it makes me feel like hope, you know, like yeah. if you reach, if it, nice. you're reaching that far back in history and like, you don't find very many people that were like that, you yeah. know? Right. Um, and if, and if somebody can be like that in those times, mm-hmm. it gives me a lot of hope for how people can be now, you know? That's interesting. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Neil. Uh, So Neil has done an incredibly wonderful job of sharing about listening for the wind when he went camping and hear that rush through and then leave. And the scripture says that, that the spirit is like the wind. We don't see it but we see what it does. And so this week, because I believe there's a spirit that that joins us with one another, that joins us with God, that joins us with creation, that joins us with our true self, this week, please take some time just to listen for the moving of a spirit and let it hear it from a long way off and let it wash over you and let it go and see where it leads you if you can take just a few moments to let that happen in these days when let's face it each one of us probably has a few minutes to sit Let it happen, and let's see where it leads you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast, and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.